10 signs of failure, 10 symptoms of failure this year. And uh, what did we say the first symptom was? You can, you can refer to your notes. We want to recap quickly. And then I will present to you the sixth one, if I am correct. The sixth one today. Okay. So the first one was to people who think they are failures. So to think you are a failure is a symptom or a sign that failure is imminent. Failure is on its way to your doorstep. Number two. To be to live like a fool and we went into scripture and defined what foolishness is according to a few scriptures we zeroed in on how the bible describes uh, an adulterous man as a fool and how it describes uh, a, a, a woman who tears down her, her own home as a fool and so to live like a fool is a symptom of failure because God cannot entrust within your hands a certain level or realm of success and breakthrough if you are a fool. Amen. Number three. We said to be lazy. Number four. <clears throat> to change nothing. I spoke about the fact that the world is an ever-changing place. The only constant in this world is our God. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he remains the same. Through all the changing scenes of time, God is God. But everything else changes around him. Even the sun and the moon change position uh, once a day. And, and so man also has to come to the place to know how to change with the times and to, to be prepared for the things that the world throws at us. I mentioned a practical example of how in the, in the past people used to record everything in the bank on pieces of on, on notebooks and on paper but now things are done on the computer there used to be a time where you had to necessarily enter a banking hall be in the queue meet a man give your cash to him let him key it and then give you a receipt to show that indeed you have deposited money these days we have ATMs that you just go to you punch something give your money to the machine and believe that indeed your account will be credited and it happens so somehow things are changing and if we don't change then you have set yourself on the path of failure. Number four or five. Number five is ignorance. I spoke about the fact that ignorance is the breeding ground for deception. And that the Bible says, because of lack of knowledge, my people perish. How we differentiated between death and perishing. We said that death is instance. Perishing is a process towards death. So that even though um, uh, certain fruits or foodstuffs can, we can consider them to be perishing, they are still useful for certain things. Um, the, the ripe plantain, when it is perishing, people actually want those ones to prepare some kind of meals with it. Even when you go to the market, some people come and they just come to buy tomatoes that seem to be perishing. Amen. And they can make something useful out of it. And so a man that is perishing does not know he's perishing because he's still useful for something. And so when the Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish, does not mean that they die. It means that they are on their way to death. They, they've just not recognized it yet. But ignorance is one of the key signs of failure. So we are all caught up. Number six, having a stinking character. Somebody say having a stinking character. Oh, can we say it together? Having a stinking character. 
Hallelujah. Romans 12, 2. I, I will start with that one and then we will work our way up. Because this for me is, is one of the key signs of failure. Having a stinking character. And it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. Essentially, scripture is saying that whilst your mind is transforming, it must be seen in your life so that you can prove what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Character is formed by habits. Habits is formed by the thing that we discipline ourselves to do or the lack of discipline thereof. Hallelujah. Um, there used to be a time if you said you were a Christian or you were born again people receive you in a different light there used to be a time if you said you were a pastor and you were wearing um, the clerical there used to be a certain level of regard and respect that was given to you now if you say you are a pastor you are suspected and, and, and they have to suspect you because people in this world and this generation have lacked the character that backs the life of a Christian. Can I, can I preach it? I know Christians who can quote scriptures like nobody's business. They can, they can attend prayer meetings and speak in elective tongues like nobody's business. It's like, it's like they are on fire everywhere, but they have a stinking character. Nobody can talk to them. Nobody can befriend them. Nobody can confide in them. Can I preach at all this morning? Having a stinking character is a sure sign that you want to fail in life. Amen. I said character is formed by habits. Things that you think, oh, this one is a one-off thing. And then you do it again. And then you do it again. Eventually, it becomes your character. What are you known for? There are Christians who can lie like nobody's business. You call them and say, ah, where are you? I'm on my way. It's I'm on my way the answer to where are you? Oh, where are you? I just left the place. Okay, we call hard in the dome. I mean that kakra. Character is everything. See, there used to be a time when people when you say a Christian, oh Lord, ah, born again. Now it's more as if a lot more people are born against than they are born again. I have had Christian business people who will say, for me, I will prefer working with a so-and-so person. Or I don't want to mention any religion, but a so-and-so person or a so-and-so person rather than a born-again person. Have you heard those things before? And it is as if Christians have lost the character required of being a child of God. You cannot claim to have the Spirit of God resting on your inside and yet we cannot see the fruit. It is not how loud your prayer is that determines your born again status. That is one of the errors of the charismatic. We think that the louder our prayer is, then the more the closer we are to God. Is that not an irony that if you are closer to God, you should be shouted? When I was in university, one of the things that my pastors would tell you, I didn't understand. When people would, would do things to disturb everybody on campus. 
they will go and stand behind somebody's window and be screaming in prayer disturbing everybody and when the school authorities clamp down on that they'll say they are antichrist they'll say they don't like christianity they'll say the devil is using them i said the devil is using you because there are rules in this school and the first mark of a christian is that you must learn to abide by the rules you are not about the law or if you pray quietly or, or, or decorously, God will not hear. Yeah? There are times when I we finish half sweated and I'm on my way home. I'll pass by a few churches and noise. There was, there's this church my wife and I have been passing by all the time. The people there are not even up to six. Maybe five and a half. Maybe five and a half. But the noise they will make. And I've rolled up. I'm playing music in the car. And and yet I am disturbed when I drive past them. And I say, ah, so the people who live around, imagine what we are putting them through. There are times when we are having service, I will get out of this place and just be walking around to make sure that the noise is not disturbing people. What are you talking about? Christianity, it, your Christianity must be seen in your character. Hallelujah. It must be seen in what? In your character. See, there are Christians that are thieves. You, you employ them, they will steal everything. And yet he's an elder at church. Because he's bringing fat offerings, fat tithes. Everybody's, in fact, we'll make him harvest committee chairman. We'll make him a chairman. But he's stealing money and he's bringing it and we are clapping and shouting. Can I preach? No, I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. Okay, look at this scripture. I'll, I'll come back to, to look. Look at this. Look at this. Matthew six. Matthew six. There is something currently happening in the in the U.S. They call it a polar vortex. I don't know the ins and outs of it. All I know is that it it has made certain parts of the U.S. colder than Antarctica. So there are currently places there, Matthew 6, that are um, encountering or experiencing negative 50 degrees. Do you know what negative 50 degrees means? Okay. The air condition now is 16 degrees. Let's assume they are right. So averagely, this room is supposed to be, we are supposed to be experiencing 16 degrees. Now, you go from 16 to 0, and then start receding from 0 to negative 50 Last year, I was, I was ministering in, in South Africa. I moved from Deban to Joburg. When I got to Joburg, the, 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 the weather was around 2 degrees Celsius, 1 degree Celsius. I lasted one day. I had to bring my flight ahead and come back home. So I won't stay in this place. What is this? Naked. Now, now they're experiencing negative 51. There's a reason why I'm telling you this. And I read yesterday in a place in, in Chicago... An anonymous man, nobody knows him, or woman, nobody knows, has put 70 homeless people in a hotel. Because the people, in fact, the same people are dead right now because they stayed outside. The man has put 70 homeless people in a hotel. Nobody knows him. If it was a Christian, he would call a press conference. He will come with daily graphic, take pictures for everybody to see how he 
is helping people so that we can clap for them. Put up Matthew 6. It says, take ye heed that ye do not, ye do not your arms before men. Now, now, in, in scripture, we have certain portions of the Bible, we call them the red letter. Um, in fact, there's, there's a kind of Bible called the red letter Bible because the writings or the speakings of Jesus have been written in red letter. This one is one of the red letter portions of scripture. It says, take heed that ye do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your father which is in heaven too. Therefore, when thou doest thine arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. So anybody who does that, Jesus said he's a... Okay. That they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Three. But when thou doest arms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. That's a serious matter. Jesus said, if your right hand is given to somebody, don't even let this left hand see what the right hand is doing. That is the character of the Christian. Now, when somebody is giving you a gift, you are even afraid to take it. Because you don't know where he's going to embarrass you that, and let everybody know that he gave you this gift. Hallelujah. There was a time, um, the Lord spoke to my wife and I. My wife had a, a particular car. The Lord spoke to us and said, give it to this, this pastor. We called him and the wife to the house and said, God, we're, we're praying. God said we should give the car to you. Then I told him, listen, go and change the color of the car. Because I don't want anybody to know that I have given you a car. It, I didn't do it for you or for fans. I did it for God. And he said this. So go and change the color. And he went to change it. And nobody knows. And we are going, walking out somewhere. Some people miss ah, where that car? I said, that car, car is in the garage. It's in the garage. The pure Christian character requires that when you do stuff for people, you help people, you do it as unto the Lord, and you don't sound a trumpet for everybody to know. Hallelujah. This thing has even entered into the church, and the church of God is doing things for people and want the world to clap for us. The problem with that mentality is that the world will not love you any more than it does because you, you are doing good. We are already in, in, in the, the, you know, we are in, in a warfare kind of with the world. We are not in the same kingdom. Don't expect them to clap for you because you pay somebody's school fees. Already, they think we are thieves. Can I go there? Already, they think there's something wrong with us. Somebody was making fun and he said, religion is legalized madness. So, already the world thinks that we have a problem for trusting and believing in something they say they cannot see. It is not a matter of seeing God. It's a matter of experiencing his power. And I pray for you this year. Some of you, may you experience his power like never before. May you have an encounter with him that will make the scriptures alive and real to your spirit. Somebody say, I am the one. I am the one. Now, 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 Luke chapter 15 verse 12. Luke 15 12. Luke 15, 12. Okay. Now, this is the prodigal son. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, what did he say? No, what did he say? Okay, what did he say? Give me. What did he say? Underline the, wor the, 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 the words, give me. Underline it. So he said, give me the portion of the, of the goods that followed to me. He said, give me. Somebody say, give me. Somebody say, give me. Now, let's go to 17. We are reading from 17 downwards. 
17. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? I perish with hunger. 18. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. 19. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Then he says what? Make me, underline, make me. As one of thy hired servants. Before he left the house, he said, give me. When he was coming back, he said, make me. Many Christians, all we do is say, give me. God, give me promotion. God, give me a car. God, give me a house. If all you, the only reason you came to God is forgive me, you are in the wrong place. Because you don't need God for a car. You don't need God for a car. You need an auto dealer. You don't need God for a house. You need a real estate agent. What do you think? <laughs> if all, the, the only reason you came to God is give me, you are in the wrong place. You need to mature to say, God, make me. Because if he makes you, every other thing will be added unto you. Hallelujah. Somebody say, make me. And, and because a lot of Christians, we have received Christ, but we are still standing at give me. Our character is not changing. Nothing is changing about us. And all we do is give me, give me, give me, give me. Nothing else. Give me. Give me. But God is looking for a generation of people who say, make me as you want. Mold me into the person that you want me to be. Transform me to become who you have thought of me to be. Make me into that person. That will be a generational shaker and a generational changer. The reason many people look for promotion is, is, is two. Number one, it's either they are looking for promotion for promotion's sake. Or number two, they want to show somebody where power lies. It's everything. May God mold us into correct people. Listen, there used to be a time if you met the gentleman in church, oh Lord, and he says he loved you, then it meant something. And he told you he will marry you, it meant something. Now, you have to run away. Even if you meet him in church and he says, I will, I will marry you, you need to suspect him twice. Because people, sometimes people spend so much time in church, they become familiar with the ways and terminologies of church that the church does not enter them. They are just entering and leaving the same. I told you, you can be baptized as a dry witch and come out as a wet witch. Character is everything. Tell somebody, meet me at 10 a.m. The person will leave the house at 10 a.m. And then they will tell us it's Ghana man time. That is why we are where we are. The rest of the world is moving. We are where we are. I was watching on Friday. I was watching CNN. And they were discussing. It was an interesting topic. Because they were discussing how they are lagging behind China in terms of technology. How China is outpacing them. How, what they have to do to put things right. And, and the caption down there on CNN was saying that they, while they were sleeping, China was moving. And so after, after, after listening for about 10 minutes, I moved to BBC. And when I got to BBC, an Indian panel was also discussing why India is lagging behind the world in terms of technology. And I was like, I didn't even know India was like, in my mind, if you're looking for one of, some of the best brains in terms of technology, it is India you go to. So most of the, the big businesses have even centered things like customer service and other places in Chennai and other, because India has a very strong IT market. And, and they were discussing, you could see their passion. 
Michael, we told you were discussing passion. There was an old man who was talking plenty. He was said it is the educational system. It does not allow people to explore and to think and to take risks. And and I was listening to them and and I was thinking about Ghana and 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 um, and then I remembered that we are killing ourselves because of by election. Do you know what by election means? By like and I'm and because no matter who who won that election, eh, it would have changed nothing about Ghana. It would have not altered Parliament in any way. The majority would be majority, minority would be nothing would have changed, and yet we are killing ourselves because of that. And this is a country that says seventy percent of us are Christians. Where are the Christians in this country? Where are they? Since when when Kwame Nkrumah to now. Almost every president we have had is a self-identified or self-professed or self-confessed Christian. About 80% of our ministers say they are Christians. And yet, when they are looking for the people spending and stealing, they are still the people who, are, who say they are Christians. Where are the Christians in Ghana? Where are we? Our character must show. See, we are too, I tell people, we are too concerned about disturbing everybody with our mouth that we are Christians. What must show is your character that you are living and people look at you and say, no, this guy is a Christian. This lady is a Christian. I want to be like this lady. It is not so much what you say, it's so much what you do. That is why we have so many preachers who can preach eloquently. They just can't live the life they are preaching. Because it is easy to say it. Hallelujah. Character. Character. Integrity. Character. When you say it, you mean what you say. When you say it, your words carry value. It carries power. It carries, it, it, it is something. It is something. Character. Some of you, you are sitting in church looking so nice and gentle. But outside, when your anger and your things come, nobody can stop you. Can I go there? Nobody can stop you. You are, you are like, you're on fire. You say anything. And, then, and yet, when you come to church, you see apostle, you, you, you are like, you are like after Angel Michael, you are next. As if you are living for me. But I'm not the one you are living for. But uh, don't let the devil use you. Hallelujah. Character is everything. Hebrews. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 12, I think. Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. Right. The word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of joint and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, so if the word of God is this sharp and this powerful, when the word comes, it should be able to permeate into your being and cause a revolution and turn around in your inside that can be seen on the outside. You can't be coming to church all the time, be hearing God's word and you remain the same. Then there's a problem somewhere because God's word says it's so powerful, it can even separate the soul from the spirit. It's so powerful, it can permeate and divide. Yeah. It says, it is dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. You see, it is important for soul and spirit to be, to be, to be split. And this is the reason. 
This is the reason. This is the reason. Your soul is the seat of your mind and your emotions. Can, can I go there? It's the seat of your mind and your emotions. So, so, for example, if you're an introvert and you give your life to Christ, you will still be an introvert. You won't suddenly start talking plainly because you just came to Christ. Innately, you will still be an introvert. If you're an extrovert, because it sits in the realm of the soul. The spirit of man is, is where it receives an infusion of the Holy Ghost that alters the character. And so the, the change must begin in the spirit man and enter into the soul. That is why there must be a separation. When the word of God comes, it is first hitting your spirit and bringing a transformation in your spirit that then enters your soul and causes you to begin to walk in the light of the word that you have received. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so if you like Banku and we baptize you and Holy Ghost comes, you won't hate Banku suddenly. Because that portion of you sits in the realm of your soul. But there are other bits, other things in there in your life that sits with the spirit. That when the spirit of God comes and the word of God is entering, it causes a turn around and begins to change how you walk and talk in life. People are, there are people I've met in life, eh? they, they can pretend. Have you met those people before? Hey. They can pretend. You, you, you sometimes watch the way people behave when their own parents are around. Mm. Character. It is everything. Character. Tap someone say character is everything. If you have a bad character, nobody wants to work with you. Your boss will suck you and you say the devil or the demons have got him. You will be blaming it. You see, and that's the problem. You'll be blaming a demon where the demon knows that he hasn't done anything. This is purely you. And you'll still be going and then you'll be repeating the same thing. Going because it's a character flaw, character issue. So you'll be doing the same thing over and over again and be having the same results or consequences or, 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 or getting the same consequence. Receiving the same thing. And then you say it is, it is, um, it is a demon that is, that, if I look at my life, this thing happened in 2011. And it happened in 2012. And it happened in 2013. This, it must be a demon that is working. It is you. It is you. Amen. See, sometimes we make the devil's work easy. Somebody, I read somebody's message sent to me. He said, if when a man marries a wrong woman or a woman marries a wrong man, the devil just leaves them alone because they have solved his problem for him. <laughs> he just leaves them. What is he going to do? Master, the job is done now. If you marry a woman that is, that is coming to destroy your life, what do you need the devil for again? He just steps back and calls for you. Congratulations. Hallelujah. Character and integrity is everything. It is everything. It is everything. Now, there are husbands who are scared when their wives say they are going to church because churches have now become dangerous. Can I go there too? Hey. Character. Can, can we? Can we? Can, see, look at look at Jesus. The Bible said he went through all these things. He 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 went he, he went through everything we went through yet without sin. And he has died, and so that he will take away our sin. And yet we are we are we are lying. We are gossiping things we haven't seen. We are presenting it like we were there. 
He said, oh, be a journalist. We were, as if we were standing there when the thing happened. Our friends cannot trust us anymore. Now, if you, now people suspect their own friends because everything is murky these days. There used to be a time in scripture, there was a man called David who had a friend called Jonathan. And Jonathan was the rightful heir, patrilineally speaking, to, to sit on the seat. Yet Jonathan said, I know that this seat belongs to you because God has given it to you. Therefore, I will fight even against my own father to ensure that you... Where can you find such a friend in today's Ghana? Where? That will say, I know it is mine. Legally, it is mine. And, and my father wants to kill you, but I, you, you are my friend to death. Where can you find such people these days? Character. T.D. Jakes preached a certain message and was talking about set, um, how to categorize certain people in, in your life. And he talks about um, confidence. And he says, these are people who, who will die for you. They are with you. If you go to jail, then it means you went with them. They are there. If you are crying, they are crying with you. If you are jumping, they are the ones holding you up to jump. Everywhere they are with you. They know your secrets. They know your, your tears. They know your fears. They know everything about you. Then he said, these people in your lifetime, if you, if you, if you, even can, if you can find two of them, you are blessed. I was thinking about it. If you find two, of these people called confidence, you are blessed. Because people can go through their lives and not find one of these. Hallelujah. You remember the experiment I did in church? I told you, I asked, if God gave you one million dollars, how would you feel? Everybody said, oh, I'll be excited, I'll be happy. Ah, that's, then I said, okay. After God giving you one million dollars, if God gives your best friend one billion dollars. How would you still feel about your one million dollars? And suddenly, the one million dollars that people didn't even have physically, they be became uncomfortable that their own friends were having more. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you can't even laugh, somebody like, I am my own best friend. <laughs> if you can't be genuinely even excited about the progress of others, now in church, I, I sometimes there are testimonies people tell me. I said this one, don't share it in church. Because even testimony has become a dangerous thing to share in church. Hallelujah. Somebody, somebody will come and share nice testimony of how God has increased him or her, how God has, has brought a breakthrough, how, how God has, has brought um, uh, maybe promotion at work and suddenly people will start going to the person's house for, for, for the person to help their financial needs. Oh, oh. Can I preach? Character. Be, see, there used to be a time in this country even when a man is poor, he has nothing. The, the, the single thing that you always have is his character. Now, the people who don't have anything they are the ones who will not let us sleep at night. Amen. A pastor friend told me, he said, he said he has realized that those who place a demand on church, suffer. You, you, are, you, you control their money, so you know. Those who place a demand on the finances and church must do this for me, church must do that for me, actually do nothing for church. They themselves, they do nothing. They have a certain mentality that it is me, me, me. They, the church must be there to do this for me. They will not do jack for the church. 
And when he told me, I was just smiling. I, I didn't say this. I just, I was just smiling. Character. If they are looking for four truthful people in your office, would you be one? That, oh, as for this person, if he says he is sick, he is truly sick. I think that one entered some people's. <laughs> it's a serious matter. It's a sad. Hallelujah. Can, can, can we really, really see? Because we are ambassadors of the kingdom, we are representatives of the kingdom. We must stand firmly and, and he says, let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men. Let it shine. Men have to see yourself. There's something different about you. If you want to succeed in this life, succeed in evangelizing, succeed in impacting lives, succeed where others have failed, our character, we must work on it. The Bible says, a man's gift will open doors for him and bring him before great men. It doesn't talk about how they will stay in their community or where their gift has brought them. Your gift will bring you there. But it's your character that will determine whether you stay there or not. Somebody says something. He said, if, if the man is a thief, so says, if the man is a thief, you can even put cassock on him and he will steal communion bread and wine. Yeah. Because he's a thief. Nothing, nothing else. Character is everything. It is everything. Oh, if, see, when you tell your wife that, baby, I am going to cassock. Your wife, why doesn't your wife trust you that you, when you say you are going to Kaswa, you are going to Kaswa? Why? Why? The last time you said Kaswa, I saw your car at Agoba. The other day, you said you are going to trek. 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 They are going to trek at Sunyani. No, So now, your word is meaningless. Integrity is everything. Hallelujah. It is everything. Husbands will insult their wives. Wives will insult their husbands. And yet, when they come to church, they enter. They would hold hands like they just got married yesterday. Like, who, who are you pretending to? The thing, you are the one suffering in your something. So who are you? I don't get it. We, the rest of us, after church, we all go to our homes. And you continue in your jungle. But we must fight for integrity, fight for character. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There has to be a transformation in your life. People must look at you and say, no, you have changed. Something about you has changed. This is not how you used to be. Three years ago, you were not like this. You can't just be prayerful and still be the same way you are. You'll be a prayerful liar, a prayerful thief, a prayerful... The whole world is moving. We say Ghana man time and we are sitting here. Everybody, everybody else is moving because they have a respect for time. And when it comes to time, time doesn't respect the Christian or the Muslim or the Hindu. Time is time. Yeah? Time is time. In fact, the Bible says redeem the times. In other words, we must do things in a way that we optimize the time that is allocated to us. I pray for you. That in this new year, 
you will experience a character transformation that will place you on this on the path to success okay take your seat i'm ending i'm ending with this i i, I read a story of a, a, a foreigner who came to south as in went to south africa they were starting a business it was uh, it had designing and graphic design stuff and uh, so they, they 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 placed an ad a gentleman came for the interview he had no work experience he had just completed school zero work experience so he came they asked him do you have work experience? he says no i just finished school but i can learn and they asked him this asked him that and then after that he they told him well we would have really loved to give you the job but we want somebody who has done this before who has the skills and experience because it's a fast-paced industry and he thanked them and then left and then the email they sent to him to invite him he sent a message to the same email address and told them thanking them for the opportunity for even the interview and that he's grateful and the feedback they give him he's going to work on it and then and then hopefully things will get better in the future when they received the mail and the boss saw it, the boss said, call that guy, I want to work with him. He said, call me that person. I, I, I've changed my mind. He's the one I'm looking for. It had nothing to, the interview was over. He had lost the job. But some, if it were you and I, character is everything you don't know where it will open a door for you oh, oh everything you will see you will meet somebody and insult the person two days later you go for a panel and the person that you started is sitting there what one said that a friend of mine was was bullied in, in in secondary school by this senior and then a few years later after university and everything he 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 was on a panel for an interview and here comes the senior <laughs> here comes the senior they said that the guy failed himself during the interview he didn't do anything to me, but he failed because he knew the person sitting there and what he had done to the person. And, and because somehow he had a, an understanding that this guy, my destiny is in his hands, he couldn't even bring himself to the point to answer the questions properly. He failed himself and went home. This could have been a good, assuming he had treated him well. Assuming he had, he had done things for this gentleman. And then he went and saw him on the panel. Ah! Agbena. Character is everything. When I, I, I said I'm ending now, I, I want the Dickens to come and circle the, the communion. When I was in secondary school, there was this house captain, I forgot his name, the one who was forcing everybody to go to SU. Was Andy. Yes, Andrew. Andrew. And he would send me and give me his wallet. He said, go and buy this. He knows that the thing that he sent me to buy, maybe everything costs uh, 20 cents. You give me his whole wallet. I said, go and buy this one. I felt in my spirit that this guy is he trying to test me or trying to. And these were times that Charlie, food to eat guy is a problem. Actually, as Michael will tell you, these were dangerous times. And the man has given you his whole wallet. So go and buy this for me. Because he said I should buy five CDs, I can buy three CDs. And tell you, I need their mommy, this is true. 
and pocket the two extra cities. But I made sure every time I was truthful to him. He never, you would think that Okoba so and there, you want 50 foco shilling. But I, I felt that I was, I had the responsibility for the Christian character to reflect and to show. And yet they didn't know. You meet somebody who is a Methodist, who is a Presbyterian. They, they may not pray in tongues like you're praying, may not be loud, but you see that their character, this is a Christian. And yet they're charismatic, and we're sweating, and yet Christ does not, is not represented in us. Please stretch forth your hands towards the communion. We are praying that as we commune with God, may there be a transformation in our lives. Please lift up your voice, begin to pray. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. Lift up your voice.